Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Hot diggity dog. Do we have an awesome episode for you today? Uh, We sit down and chat with Anne Margolis. Anne is a holistic midwife, yoga teacher, among many other things. I will let her explain that to you in the interview. And the creator of Home Sweet Home Birth. Now, I've been so excited to talk with Anne once we initially connected and set up this interview because I've followed her on social media for a while and just talking to her was that much more amazing. Um, And you don't even really hear Matthew or myself that much through this interview. And that's just because Anne has so much knowledge. It's insane. This is an episode you are going to want to listen to multiple times, pause, rewind, listen to sections again. I mean, this woman just knows so much and has so much amazing experience and insight and perspective on home birth. It is a total gem and I'm just so excited for you to listen to it. So here it is. Hi, Anne. How are you? Hi. Very happy to talk to you both. Awesome. Awesome. And we are super excited to have you on the Doing It at Home podcast. You know, when Sarah and you connected on Instagram, uh, it was just like, yes, we want to get <laughs> get you on the show and have you share your viewpoint and your story. And I'm just really excited for our listeners to to hear everything that you have to say. Awesome. Yeah, I actually had a little like fangirl moment because I've been following you on social media for a while and, you know, through our home birth journey And um, I kind of put it out there into the universe, like, we're going to connect and she's going to be on the show and it's going to be awesome. And so then once it came together, oh, I'm just, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited. (laughs) Oh, got goosebumps. Yes. Um, So I know and understand through following you that you're an expert in all things holistic birth. um, But I want listeners to hear from you kind of a basic description of who you are and what you do. Well, I, um, I guess it goes back to, let's see, when I graduated, I was in, uh, working as an obstetric nurse in, um, when I first graduated nursing school, I, I, when I did my rotation in obstetrics, I, um, I said, oh, I want to be an OB nurse. Like I didn't, I didn't even hear of a midwife in those days. Right. And we're talking about in the eighties. Um, and so when I graduated nursing school, I went, uh, I worked as an obstetric nurse in, in um, 
the area where I lived. And I, um, it was four years of gr- increasingly being mortified <laughs> by, mm. by, by what I saw. Like, you know, wow. I, I didn't, I didn't know better, but I was, I, I was scared, uh, about childbirth. I was scared of having my own kids. I, I was witnessing more, more, um, like, uh, I was witnessing a lot of upsetting outcomes um, more surgery. I, I was always in the operating room, like, like, you know, I was an OB nurse helping with so many cesareans and, and, um, like kind of undoing a lot of the damage, like these healthy, normal women would be coming in, laboring beautifully at home with their doula or whatever. And, and, and then like, as soon as they walk in the door, they're given a gown and then, you know, they become a a sick patient that's dependent and they have to Mm. lay in bed and have an IV. And it was just one intervention after the other. And, um, I, I just was very, um, I had, a, I was dealing with a lot of, uh, women who were pretty upset with their experiences. I, the worst, uh, scenarios I saw were in the hospital. And so I was, um, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I was petrified to have my own kids. But of course I got pregnant and, um, it was on the unit that I worked. And I think it was my two births that were the, um, that were the, the real, uh, impetus, you know, when it, when it personally affects you, you know, that you, that I wanted to move on and go to midwifery school. So, so my first birth, um, so I was, you know, given the red carpet treatment, I was, you know, I was, an, I was work as giving birth on the unit where I worked mm-hmm. and I took Lamaze, but I was petrified. I'm a dancer. I do yoga. I'm very athletic, uh, active, athletic. And I, I, you know, like I saw two, I saw more cesareans than I saw anyone giving birth naturally. And I was just so afraid of the whole thing. And, um, I, I, the OB came and he just kept coming in like every, you know, and just like, you're still four, you're still four, you're still four. Mm. And if I didn't know nurse lingo, you know, he goes out and he just goes hang pit. Now he did. And in walks the nurse and she's putting it. I said, what are you giving me? <laughs> you're giving me Pitocin. Cause like they were, you know, I, I don't want that. He says, you know, well, you don't want a section, do you? She said, you know, no, I don't want a section, you know. And uh, and then, of course, the Pitocin made it absolutely, my Lamaze went out the window. And then I had the epidural because I couldn't, you know, you're, you're lying in this bed and you can't move. And, and the Pitocin was making it worse and worse. And then and then the baby's heart rate went down. So here's what happened is that they called an emergency cesarean. So here I am in the hospital and my worst fear was happening. Wow. Like, they, they, uh, my baby's heart rate went down so dangerously that they called an emergency cesarean. Now, I waited in that OR, literally, like, afraid. Like, I was so scared, and, and nobody was with me. And in the OR, nobody was monitoring my baby. So I was convinced she was going to be dead. And um, I was, like, freaking out. I was a tra- very traumatic. And, um, I don't know what happened with the epidural must've done it, but, but, but an hour later, the assistant surgeon has not shown up yet. So what, so here I, I, I'm, I'm having this emergency cesarean and I know what happens when a baby's heart rate goes down to that low and it just, you know, nobody was there doing this emergency. So I was just lying there. And so anyway, so then somehow it was a miracle. I started pushing, I guess, you know, uh, and the doctor comes running in and he like freaks out. He cuts this huge episiotomy and, and I didn't want to look at my daughter. Like I, uh, he vacuumed her out and she was perfectly fine. She was perfectly fine. I was not fine. 
Wow. I was not. I I I I I was really I, I know birth trauma. That I said I'm never having a baby. Wow. And then of course you know I'm <laughs> pregnant again, and I didn't know about midwives. You know my kid, my two ki- my two first ones were like two years apart, and I didn't yet switch. You know I was still working on this unit, and um, the same kind of thing, but it, a little bit different. I remember the doctor. I used a different doctor, and. Um, I just remember he and I, now here I had delivered before, you know, so like my pelvis was big enough, like <laughs> it worked, my body worked <laughs> even in that crazy way, and um, I remember him coming in when I was in labor and he stuck his hand up without even asking, and he said your baby's posterior and he walks out too high, uh, baby's too high and posterior, and he and he told the nurse set up the section. He didn't even talk to me like I'm his colleague. Wow. I worked with him. I you know. So I said, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Like, then I had more of a voice. I was still in my young 20s, but I had more of a voice. And I said, I I don't, I'm no cesarean. I delivered before. You do what you need to do to turn my baby. Now, if I was a midwife, I would have said, let's get up out of the bed Uh (laughs) and go on your hands and knees. Whatever it was, you know? But anyway. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. So I was, that was, that was the, um... I, I ended up having her. I made him I made him turn the baby. I didn't care what he was gonna do, just turn the baby. I'm not having a cesarean. And and a close friend of mine uh was hearing me talk a lot of my frustrations with working here and she said, You ought to be a midwife. I'm like, What's a midwife? So um she put me in touch with um another friend of mine who's a friend of a friend who's going to midwifery school. And she told me about it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I got to do. It was like, it was like, that's my home. I got, I can't. So I, I applied to the same school she went to, and we went together. And I came home. I felt like this is so. This everything about it made so much sense. Like women's bodies know how to birth, like they can breathe. It's a healthy, normal process. It's actually a beautiful, family-oriented, like huge deal for you know and and like i there was like where i was working it was stripped of humanity you know and there was like all these problems coming from just intervening interfering with something that's working well it's like if a woman is trying to go to the bathroom and you're sticking tubes and doing you know she's not going to go to the bathroom well right or if at all so so anyway so when i went to midwifery school that's when i felt like i had come home and i did a lot of out of hospital clinical training um, in a, in a freestanding birth center. And it was just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was just like, wow, you know, like women's bodies work. 
women like like the Hippocrates oath that medical students have to take upon graduation is first do no harm. And I just saw that like when everything's going well, like we're there as lifeguards, but like the woman's body knows how to work. And so, and then it's just not just about safety. It's also about, you know, safety. Everybody wants a healthy baby, but what is health? I mean, health includes the psychological well-being of mother and baby and father and every in the family, you know, and it's, um, it was just uh, night and day working in the birth center um, than working in the hospital. So when I graduated uh, midwifery school, I wanted to work in a, in a birthing center in a hospital because I still felt like I didn't have enough experience to work in a freestanding birth center. Because mm. when you're in a freestanding birth center, you're it. Like you can't say, I need help in room five. Like, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you have to know what you're doing. You're like, you have to be able to handle Cause like most of the time birth is normal and beautiful and, you know, uh, and, and just, just the most, um, empowering, transformative experience. But, you know, I, I, sometimes there are problems that happen just like in life, right? We, we know how to breathe, but sometimes people have asthma, you know, uh, so sometimes complications happen. So, you know, we need to have those skills. And um, why am I telling you this? I got off on a tangent, but... Um, no, we love it. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, 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 I know why. Because, yeah, so I, I worked in a hospital my first job was a very supportive. They loved midwives. It was a group of six midwives and two OBs, and they wanted us to do everything because they felt midwifery, the midwifery model of care was best serving women and their families. And even if someone had insulin dependent diabetes, right, uh, they would deal with whatever with the insulin drip, and and they knew that the the late the families got better care with the midwives. And so there was this great team between all of us. We did breach, vaginal breach deliveries and vaginal twins. And, you know, it was just this supportive hospital in, a, in, the, in the city. I was commuting. And um, at that time, I still felt like even though it was the greatest thing and I, and I did see a lot of, you know, you see a higher risk population sometimes. And, you, you know, and I, I, um, I felt like it gave me the confidence to then go out of hospital, you know, like, so um, I had a, I was doing that about two years, and then I had a very close friend, who uh, is a doula, and she and I were just talking, and like she's like, we ought to open up a home birth practice, and I, and this was 1997, and I said, yeah, I guess <laughs> let's let's do that, like totally from scratch, like I had my you know skills. And my wisdom from, you know, my short, uh, you know, whatever, being a, an OB nurse and, ha and, and having um, my, uh, you know, working a, a, as a midwife in the hospital in, in a very supportive hospital. But, whoa, like we started from scratch, like 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 ordering supplies, creating an office, um, you know, deal make, you know, the whole thing with insurance and billing and getting the codes and and um, creating all the documents and the handouts, and 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 um, within within less than a year, we were booked. We were booked. We were we were overbooked. We uh, the two of us, we had a we did very busy practice. Um, yeah, there was like a wait list to get in, and um, you know sometimes we just couldn't. You know, because I I have a very um, 
very, I'm very passionate about the type of philosophy, the type of care that I want to give. I, I want everybody in my practice to feel very cared for, very pampered. I want, I want to spend time with them. Like, you know, the initial visit is two and a half hours and then each visit after is an hour. And I just, I didn't, you know, I felt like if I, if we took on more than what we were, you know, what we felt comfortable with, we would, we could be missing births. We'd have to call a covering midwife, things like, or, or we weren't, we wouldn't be able to give people the quality care that we wanted, you know? So we kept, we kept it pretty much four to six births a month. And, um, I feel that in the home setting, I'm free to be a midwife. I'm free to give authentic midwifery care. Whereas in the hospital, even though it was a supportive hospital, there's still institutional guidelines and um, policies and, you know, obstetrical policies and stuff that it's not always best serving the families. Um, you know, that we had to, um, I think it, in the home situation, we're much more free to let it be the family's birth and just let it go. And, and, you know, it, if we're, um, we're there obviously as, um, creating that space so so that a mom's body can just and a baby can just do what do what it knows how to do they both know how to be born vast majority of times you know mom mom knows how to give birth and baby knows how to be born and we what i find like when you were talking i think matthew before about some uh i think before we got on about the fears um so in this day and age, I think in the modern times, I'm seeing a lot of people with fear and with lack of confidence. And it's not necessarily mm. the families that come to me, but it's the family, it's their extended family, or maybe mom wants to have a home birth, but dad's real scared. Yeah. And, and I think that comes from a combination of things like, so throughout history and around the world, women had babies at home and they were surrounded by it. Like they helped from an early age, helping each other, uh, sisters and aunts and grandmothers and mothers and everyone, you know, people, people were giving birth at home and everyone around was helping. And in the early 1900s, when birth was moved to the hospital, so number one, less the people weren't exposed to it. And it was kind of, taken under control, you know, like a lot of inter you know, all, all kinds of interventions. I mean, just the whole thing about making a woman lie on her back was for the doctor to control the delivery. And, you know, the, the, the pain, the, when a woman is lying on her back, she can't cope with the pain. Like, you know, I don't even like to use the word pain. The sensations are too intense, you know, so, so one thing would lead to another. Hmm. Um, and so you have a combination of lack of exposure and then the media hype, you know, you know, you just, I remember like from, I love Lucy. Anytime they show a birth, it's like this crisis, oh, yeah. an intensive yeah. care crisis. You remember, I love Lucy when her, well, I don't know. I don't know if you, if you ever watched the old ones, but I just remember like her water broke and it was like the whole, <laughs> she wasn't even <laughs> having any, any sensation. And the, everybody was tripping on themselves and freaking out and caught like, tripping on the phone and calling him. It was like this whole emergency scene. It was a comedy, but you see that, that, that that's how birth is portrayed in the media and that's yeah. not birth. Right. Right. You know, and then you have, and then you have people with, you know, horror stories from the hospital. And so, you know, our country has a, a not our outcome statistics are, are, are not good. You know, we rank near the bottom compared to other, let's say industrialized countries in terms of, you know, 
maternal and newborn morbidity and mortality. So we have a very high cesarean rate. It keeps going up. So, you know, there's good reason that people are afraid. I mean, I was afraid working in it, right. you know, as, as a nurse. And, and, and so what's interesting is that when I, I got pregnant two more times and I said, I, you know, I went the whole different route, of course, but I said to the, my midwife, I said, for me to really be, uh, a, a, a effective because I'm a very authentic I have to believe in what I'm doing it has to work for me you know like so you know I was really traumatized by my first two births and she's like don't worry this will be so healing you're going to do just fine and she was so right and so it was it was really that like sealed the deal like when I when I I just remember feeling like when I had my third baby with it uh, with the midwifery model of care you know that whole out of hot it was like night and day experience and like the fact that I could do it just made it even more within me that I could, that I could help the biggest wimp, anyone that was afraid, you know, um, to, to overcome that and to, and to do it. And, and, and so, so much of the work of a midwife, like, and I find today is just helping women, you know, have faith and confidence in their body Mm. and, and, and helping the family, also trust the process. And it's not, you know, that sometimes, you know, that's not going to come overnight. You know, we work through the whole pregnancy sometimes, you know, and depending on the issues that, um, that many people have, but I find the more that people are relaxed and trusting of the process, the easier they'll birth. Right. Wow. Oh, I mean, Oh, that's so awesome. I don't even know what to, what, um, I want to read a part from your website, actually, you know, Matthew and I were looking uh-huh. over it earlier and what you just described, like the whole thing, I feel like synthesizes this statement of, um, you know, it's your about page where it's describing, you know, your, um, your take on all of this and having full confidence in the healthy woman's innate ability to give birth normally, naturally, and with pleasure, despite the challenges devoted to protecting undisturbed physiological labor and birth and dedicated to providing a sensitive, personal, and humanistic environment. Right. That's like all of what you just described and then some. That's Yes. Yes. Just just restoring so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you definitely, um, I don't, I understand why people have unassisted births, but I mean, I've, I've been at enough, I mean, uh, emergencies do happen, you know, Mm -hmm. so I always tell everyone I'm there really to preserve the space, to to, the sacred space around you so that your body can do what it knows how to do. And I don't, I don't, the the more, the, the longer I practice, the less I had to do really, you know, I just basically monitor everybody, but you know, and very unobtrusively, but we're singing, we're dancing, you know, like, like it's, it's a human, it's, it's a, you know, I've had women give birth. Um, yeah. Singing, dancing, laughing, um, all sorts of sensual, you know, birth is very sensual, oh, you yeah. know, and, and so, so orgasmic uh, birth. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Or, orga- well, I was in the movie. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know you were in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, movie. She, uh, Deborah Pascali Bonaro, she, um, she, filmed a few of our births, but one of the, one, she missed the birth, um, one, the lighting wasn't good, but yeah, what, there is a, um, a, a family that, that gave birth on the movie with our practice. And then she interviewed me for hours on my equipment, like what I bring to the birth. Mm. And so 
this and this speaks to a lot of men, especially like I because two com three common questions I get from the dads are what do you do for the mess mm. and what what does insurance cover it? But a main <laughs> one is, is is what 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 do you do for emergencies? Like what 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 do you do? Like if something goes wrong, so. Um, she interviewed me. I, I bring like the birthing center to someone's house, right? I bring, I have three bags and the birth stool and the birth ball and they might rent the tub. But, um, I was so excited to go over all my, like, Oh, this is my squatting stool. And these are my homeopathic remedies. And these are my herbs. But you know what? When she filmed the movie, she didn't focus on that. She showed all my emergency equipment because she wanted to dispel the myth that home birth midwives just come with towels and sage. Mm, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I you get know, it. We were, I think we were surprised with that. Yeah. She with goes, they all showed the equipment up. they brought. Yeah, the, our midwives showed up with equipment and it was like, oh, wow, okay. We didn't know that you would mm -hmm. have oxygen and different yeah. things like that. We, we, we did. We bring it all. We bring it, but we, 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 we put it away. We hopefully don't have to use it, but it's there. Right. Yeah. You know? It's there, but the vast majority of times it's, it's just, um, it's, it's relaxed. It's laid back. We don't have time pressures. We're just, you know, it's the, we're just, um, encouraging her to work with her body. And, um, so it's just, um, the women that are supported in this way and dads, you know, like it, it's life changing, like dads cry. I mean, they didn't even that a lot of dads don't even know that they can be as involved. I mean, when they can catch or when they can, you know, when the cord stops pulsing and they, they want to cut the cord or they, they, you know, dads that come to, into the practice with, um, I, I encourage them to come to the prenatal care and just be involved. They love, they love it. What, you know, I, yeah. I find that they just aren't given that opportunity. You know, it's like five minute visits. Um, yeah, so this is it's it's definitely a family uh it's 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 something to celebrate and it yeah, very personalized because everybody's different, you know. Somebody, you know, I I have a family that um uh she's had a it's a grandmother whose whose three children gave birth to eight of her grandchildren with me. Mm. So, um so when they're in labor, the entire family's there. The sister-in-laws, the brother-in-laws, the wow. like you know, and I, and that works for them. Like they get a lot of support from each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a huge family affair. Whereas, you know, that would totally not work for some people that just want, they just want, you know, their partner and maybe a doula, you know, very private. So everybody's very different. Yeah. You know, and I, I there's so many wonderful stories. I, I could write a book, you know, just the animals are involved. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Whoever, it's a whole, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a huge part of, you know, it, it's not just about, like I said, like safety. It's, 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 um, it's, it's, it is possible to love your birth. Mm -hmm. It's, it's possible to do something, the hardest thing you've ever done in your life and love it because you did it, you know, like, like running the marathon, doing an Olympic sport, um, you know, being Michael Jordan don't, it, it didn't come easy. He, um, they, they work through what people would call pain, but right. it's, it's an attitude. It's a mindset, you know, and, and, and they, you know, mountain, I had a woman who was, um, recently she was birthing, um, she's a mountain climber and she, in the peak of her hardest part of labor, she's like, this isn't that bad. It's like climbing a mountain. I mean, she climbs, you know, with the ropes and the chain, you know, like these like 90 foot angled, whatever, <laughs> really, you know, <laughs> Yeah, stuff. I I don't. I hike up hills like, compared to what she does. But but um, 
why she said that, and I love the analogy, is that um, when she's climbing up the first mountain and she's doing it, and it's hard, but she's doing it and she's doing it, and she gets to the top and she's so excited, and then, and then she sees, whoa, like there's another mountain that's like double the size. And okay, you know, she's not going down. She's going to do it and go. And then as she's, you know, it's getting harder and harder, steeper and steeper. And, and, you know, she, this is hurting and that's hurting and she's thirsty and she's tired. And she, she looks down and this is like, okay, I'm not going down. And something in her, like, she just like, I'm going up, I'm going to keep doing it. And like, she gets her last strength and, and gets to the top. And then she sees something that's like four times the size, but she she is in the mind like I'm going to do this and I'm not going down and somehow she summons every bit of strength in her that she didn't know she had and does something which at the time when you're in it feels impossible mm. and then when she's up there and, and birthed or when she's up at the top of the mountain she's like wow like I did that like you know like yeah, it was hard. It was challenging. There were times I wanted to give up, but I did it, you know? And, and so, so like, it's just, you, it's just wonderful to watch how women find their power and they do it, how men, how the partners, you know, when they ex witness that whole, it deepens the relationship, you know, definitely between the couple, but like, and, and the awe that the men have for how how their baby comes into the world and what the you know what their woman is doing mm. you know it's just it just um you know today i really think that it's the last vest um it's almost the last connection we have to real life because everybody everything's so virtual wow. and you know when are we really you know when are we really at the at a moment I mean, maybe a wedding, but you know, when, when there's just, you're, you're, in, you're in, you're in a complete miracle. You're in this move, you know, this transition from in, in the womb to outside the womb at birth. I mean, and, and the jewel, I mean, there's so much emotion, but like how close are we ever to life unless you're living in the will, you know, nature? I don't know. It's, it's, it's very deep. Wow. <laughs> I, I've seen, uh, tremendous, um, I don't know, sometimes there's just no word for it, how it affects a person. But yeah, I, um, I have seen women that have had extremely challenging, uh, experiences, but when they're treated with respect, when, 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 and care and, in, and personalized and, and their, their requests are honored and respected, um, it makes a whole, they, it, it it makes or breaks their experience versus, you know, how I would witness some of the ladies being treated uh, when they come into the hospital. It's just like another number, another, you know, another bed, a potential lawsuit like like that. It just it just takes the humanity and the beauty and the you know, this is such a meaningful event for each family. Yeah. Yeah. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. 
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. I um I hope you write that book because I think it will be amazing and everyone will want to read it. So I fully support that book project whenever you want to get around to that. <laughs> oh, I'm the ghostwriter. Oh man. Because now I have to figure out how to do that because you know there's confidentiality things, but mm, okay. Stories, the yeah. stories. That's beautiful. Um, so home sweet home birth is is your website and and everything aside from your midwifery work i mean you are like a jackpot of resources just from your website i mean there's so many things i mean how else would you describe what you do in your um midwifery you know holistic um birthing resource i mean because you do a lot of other things i do well um it's you know my um my teenagers they like a couple, I don't know, what was it? Six years ago. I don't remember how long ago they said, you should be on Facebook. I'm like, what's Facebook? Like what? One more technical <laughs> thing. Like what? Is that? Well, because you know, your families are always sending you pictures. You love to inspire and educate right. and empower and support and blah, blah, blah. And you can just, um, just post. And, and it's a great way for your families to keep in touch with you. And so I, they taught me the basics. I'm not techie. I just know how to post and comment and like and share. That's basically it, which is a dangerous combination on social media because I'm totally myself and I don't know the etiquette. But um, a couple of years, that page, you know, the Facebook page, you know, grew very fast. But the Instagram was also like um, two and a half years ago. She said to me, now you really should be on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, what's oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, she gave me like Instagram 101 in about 10 minutes. And she says, come on, you have so many pictures you love to, you know, and this is, you know, that's where everybody is now. And I, I don't, anyway, I did not know that it would grow to what? 47,000. I don't know how many, it's, it's a lot of, um, it, it, it grew very quickly, the, uh, the following. And so that, uh, alone, like it was just like there were people around the world just thirsty to all with the similar, you know, they're having babies and they want, they want what's best for their family. And they just, you know, um, no matter where they're from, you know, women are having babies and they care about them Mm -hmm. and their partners care about them, you know, and then they, and they want, so, so I, it kind of grew organically. Um, people were asking me, like, I'm in uh, whatever, some place in Kansas, and my doctor spends only five minutes with me, and and he says my baby's breech, and and scheduling a section. What do you recommend I do? Um, or, you know, somebody in, in Washington is. I had a very traumatic birth, my first time. I'm, I'm petrified of having another baby. I, uh, what, 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 how can you, what can I do? What, what can, how can you help me? Or uh, I have, I'm so exhausted. I'm so depressed postpartum and I don't know where to go. You know, people were like asking me these questions on Instagram and social media. So that became, cause I can't really help someone 
on Instagram with these kind. That's that's more of a discussion. That's more of a right. So that 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 grew into online consulting, mm. and then there were people that like they would they don't have an access to a midwife. They they are in a military hospital and they hate it, and they would just love. So I, so that, that, that grew the, the pregnancy to postpartum package. Like they, they, you know, we have like 10, uh, a certain amount of, I think it's 10 hourly. It's not exactly hourly. It's usually always over, but, um, consult in the pregnancy online on Skype, they could be in the Philippines. They could be in Okinawa. They could be in, in, uh, you know, Toronto, if it doesn't could wow. be in New York, not necessarily, but I'm saying all over the world, Australia. Yeah. And, um, and they just want the support and the knowledge of a midwife or a holistic midwife. Like even like they have heartburn, what can I do for my heartburn? The doctor's just giving them my Lanta or, you know, Zantac. And so I, you know, I have all these holistic modalities and they just, they just, you know, they just want attention. They just, they need care. They just want to be heard. They, they have fears. They just want to process them and help, he, you know, either heal from a past wound, a past traumatic or upsetting birth and they really want to, you know, have the best birth they can, wh- whatever setting they're in. You know, like uh, everyone thinks I home sweet home birth. Like I don't um, I I think the home birth midwifery model of care applies in the operating room. I think I think that um, it applies anywhere, you know, that that we can we can give the home birth midwifery model of care in the hospital course in the birthing center and at home but i'm just saying some people don't have access to a home birth midwife and or they have a complication let's say that requires them to be in the hospital so they can still get compassionate human human personalized sensitive family-centered care you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um Oh yeah, so that so 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 the the consulting came out of that, and then I was getting a lot of common questions like, should I? What do you think about a doula? Um, kids at birth? Um, should I take a childbirth class? And you know, so a lot of the common questions, I figured, you know, why don't I just um, put out a newsletter monthly, video written format, kind of. Um, uh, answering these common questions and then I, and then they all go in what is called like a newsletter archive. So people have access to it all the time. So it's a, yeah, that's the, um, if you go home, sweet is you can sign up for the newsletter and the newsletter, it gives them access to just not just the newsletter, but more ways to connect. Um, there's a private like online Facebook group I have. It's just really like-minded women supporting women. I'm very strict on my page if you follow it about keeping uh, a very high vibrations, uh, supportive, loving, non-judgmental. You know, sure. I'm gonna, of course, post on. I'm gonna post on home birth. I'm gonna post on breastfeeding. I'm not gonna. Um, ba- I post what I promote. I don't bash right. other. And I don't judge another woman because she couldn't breastfeed or she chose to formulate. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very strict with the boundaries. Like if anyone's going to make a comment to insult someone else, you know, so gradually it became this, this positive, high vibrational sort of community. And, and that, and that's, what's really lovely. So if they want a little bit more of that, they can, there's a Facebook group, home, the home sweet home birth, uh, support group and community on Facebook and then um, people love submitting birth stories. I get oh, yeah. tons yeah. and tons of pictures, 
and birth stories. And so I started to like, I was just getting so many of them and there's, and I think it's very important for women to read po and men to read positive birth stories. Cause there's such fear out there and there's such, you know, people are just, they don't have exposure, especially the extended family. Like they're working and they, they you know, the, usually when they had their babies, they were put out right. <laughs> or something. Right. So, so we have a few generations like that. So, so, um, I encourage a lot of uh, watching positive birth movies. So I post, I have a whole on my, on my list, on my uh, website, I have, um, you know, my favorite movies that they, you know, good movies to watch with links on where to get them and my favorite books. Um, but I also have a place where they can submit birth stories. And then each month I feature one on the blog. Mm. So people can read inspiring VBAC, you know, and any kind of inspiring birth story. Right. Um, so that's that. And then, um, I, I created, um, I kind of took what I, what I do in the prenatal because I, you know, I do teach yoga and I'm very mind, body, holistic oriented, mind, body, spirit. You know, I have a certain, um, perspective and I, on how I find that yoga and meditation just helps so much simple meditation. I'm not talking about, you know, just, just, you know, even just mindful focusing on the breath, mm -hmm. you know, getting out of the busy mind, but, but, um, helps so much with a lot of the women, a lot of the fears and the stress that I see. So many people are so stressed out. So, um, I combine, uh, a lot of what I teach to the, my, just in my, uh, in the, uh, prenatal visits, I made like a childbirth course. So, uh, somebody could get, it's like 10 videos and a bunch of downloads, uh, basically preparing them how to have the, the, how to rock your pregnancy and birth and postpartum. You know, it's everything about whole wholesome health and pregnancy, what I recommend in, in the pregnancy, making informed decisions on all the testing. Um, because I, honestly, most of my audience, I mean, you know, home birth, it's about it's a growing one percent of the population, but it's still the minority in this country. Sure. So people, um, even even if they don't ha have can have a home birth, they can still have that type of care. They can still have physiologic, beautiful birth in in a hospital setting. They just have more work to do. They have to find a provider and a setting that's going to support that. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much in favor of empowering the families to make the decisions. You know what? I don't want to take the glucose test. You know, like I want to, you know, I, I want to teach families, you know, that they have a voice that they mm -hmm. can, that they can, um, you know, I don't want an ultrasound. I don't need an ultrasound. Everything's fine. Or, or I do want an ultrasound. That's their decision. Right. You know, right. but, um, so yeah, so I talk about like, you know, making informed decisions on all the different tests, how to, you know, creating a birth plan, um, how, par how the partner can help himself or, or, and help, uh, mom in labor. And then, you know, a whole bunch of coping relaxation techniques and then all about support in the postpartum and breastfeeding and newborn. So that, that, that's a course that's very accessible. Um, and then it, what happened was the, um, I get, I have a big audience of doulas and midwives and midwife wannabes and birth professionals who, who start asking me a lot of questions like, I want to become a midwife, but what's the best route? 
or how did you have a successful practice? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I learned how to be a midwife, but I don't know how to run a practice. Yeah. It's like, they don't teach us that or, you know, so, so then I started, then this whole thing, be, you know, business consulting, like, so that became, um, that's a big part of what I do. I've been doing that like locally. I'm just talking about like this Instagram community grew into this whole, it, I, I basically do what I do locally, but I do more virtually. Right. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to include links to all of your, your website, your social media accounts in the show notes for this episode so that people can access all of that and find all of these amazing resources yes. that you've listed. Because um, mm-hmm. you have so we'll, such a wealth of, yes. of information and resources. It's amazing. It's wild. Yeah. Like I wish oh, we had seen yeah. – I wish we came across your website when we were yeah. preparing. And uh, this is the type of thing that you know we want to be doing here at Doing It At Home is sharing these – amazing resources so i'm so happy oh, that man. yeah that we can do that yes um and we are so grateful to you um just amazing amazing all of this stuff it's so it's so exciting and um you know for any of you listeners once you do check out Anne's website and everything like that if you have any questions or want to get connected to her through us you know we'll be happy to send Send them all your way. Send all the because you said it's a one percent, but it's a growing one percent. So yeah. they, they yeah. need you. <laughs> yeah, we need you. And home birth is still the the the, the majority mm. around the world. Yeah, the, the, mm. the majority of babies are born at home. But I'm talking about modern in the more modern world. Um, the countries with the best outcomes have a very large percent of of home birth. It's you know it's just part of the system. Yeah. England and Holland, you know, but in the United States, it's, it's, it's growing. It's, it's definitely growing. Well, I think it's going to continue to grow with folks like you doing what you do. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Thank you again so much, Anne, for being with us at doing it at home. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And this was, this was fantastic. Really appreciate your time. So glad. And while real quick, everybody listening, once again, Anne's website, home, sweet, home birth.com. And there's going to be links to that in the show notes. And uh, Anne, you rock. Thank you again. (laughs) Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Sarah. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.